Hey everybody, this is Pastor Court Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. Word of the Lord, and see what God is going to speak uh, to us tonight. And I want to just challenge you with a great word, and appreciate uh, Brother Brian uh, preaching, I believe it was last Wednesday night, and delivered a great word. I thank God that we're in a place where you get to hear different voices on different occasions. Amen? It's good. If you've got your Bible, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter number 6. The book of Matthew, chapter number 6. I'm going to read um, a few scriptures here, and then we'll get into the preaching of the Word. Glory to God. Matthew, chapter 6. You can stand in the presence of the Lord if you've got that. Matthew, chapter number 6. Verse number 1. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them otherwise you have no reward from your father in heaven therefore when you do a charitable deed do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory from men but assuredly I say to you they have the reward But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will himself reward you openly. And when you pray, you should not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners of the street, that they may be seen by men. And assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray... Go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not pray vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you have need of before you even ask Him. So, in this manner, pray, therefore... Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. And Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. God, I thank you that your word will remain when everything else falls apart. God, I thank you that, God, that you have given us a divine connection with you, God. And, Father, I thank you that, God, as your preached words goes forth, God, that people will hear, believe, and be changed in Jesus' name. And if you believe that, say amen as you are seated. Amen. Glory to God. You know, uh... I I think it was Brother Andrew when I got up here to, or when I came into the church today, Brother Andrew asked me if I had a pencil that I was going to use during my sermon today. No pencils today, no illustrations really today, other than just a simple word about the way that we are able to access the presence of the Lord. And, um, you know, just to give you just a brief, maybe a history of some things, you know there where it talks about don't be like the heathens when giving charitable deeds like the heathens do, like they sound the trumpet as they're giving. Did you know that in front of a Jewish temple would be a basin that had the head of it was shaped or the top was shaped like a trumpet? And when the heathens or the Jews and the high priest would go by that area to give their gifts, it would be like this, but it would be more shaped like a trumpet. And they had coins, and they wanted you to know that they were giving. So when they would walk by, they would throw their offering in to the container so that everyone around could hear the amount of coins and gold and silver. So they would throw it in there so that everybody could see. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Lord said, don't be like those folks. Amen. 
How about when he said about how they would stand on the sideline there and on the, in the synagogue and they would pray with big words and, and all of those things and said they would beat their chest and they would pray so that everyone could see them. And, you know, if it was in today's um, uh, world, it would remind me, I don't know if you know anybody like this, and if you do, don't, and if they're here, don't look at them. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Just look forward. But you know the people who, you know, you know they were born in the back woods, so far back in the woods, the June bug didn't come till August but when they got up to pray they started speaking in the King James Version amen don't be like those type of people because Jesus said because the Lord is not impressed by your eloquent words say amen As a matter of fact Jesus says that he knows what you need even before you pray how many of you know that a lot of the times that we, if we were to be honest, that we don't really have a full and complete grasp on prayer? Anybody here? <laughs> Amen. I mean, Paul the Apostle said in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, to rejoice always and pray without ceasing. Has anybody today is sitting within here? Did you, Miss Sarah, I'll talk to my, 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 my sister-in-law. Did you pray all day without ceasing? <laughs> she said, uh, no. Anybody here so spiritual that you, you know, got such a grip that you prayed without ceasing or rejoiced always? So maybe Paul knew something about prayer that we don't necessarily know today. Otherwise, he wouldn't have told us to do something that would be virtually impossible with our current understanding of prayer. Say amen. I mean, our understanding probably is very limited when it comes to what the apostles and prophets knew when they began to talk about prayer. Jesus is going to let us know that right there in the model prayer, the one that we call the Lord's Prayer, he's going to give us a key in order to unlock the ability to pray without ceasing. How many of you would like to know how to pray without ceasing? Amen. I mean, that's, you're like, oh, Lord, what is Pinkerton getting ready to get up there and just do something and make it up? Amen. No, it's right here in the Word. Jesus said, pray. When you pray, pray this way. The Bible says, it says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name thy name our father who art in heaven now if you were to ask a child where heaven was of course they're going to point the atmosphere right they're going to say if you ask one of those kids that walked out say where's heaven they're going to point here well that's already a mistake because that already lets us know that our understanding of what the word right there is is a misunderstanding how many of you know that we sing songs that talk about how we have to get god to come down Oh, Lord, send the power just now. But don't you know in the book of Acts that he sent the power 2,000 years ago and we no longer have to ask God to send something that's already been sent? We don't got to invite God to come in the room. God is already in the room. God was already here before you got here. You ain't got to invite someone to come somewhere that's already there. Say Amen. Amen. A lot of the times we have, a, we have a natural disconnect from our Heavenly Father, Jesus, because we think He's up there and we're way down here. Say amen. Hallowed be thy name. To hallow something, what does that mean? Hallowed be thy name. To hallow something there in the word, if you break that word down in the Greek and even in the Hebrew, it means to bring attention to or admire or bring an awareness to something that otherwise would not have had an awareness brought to it unless you hallowed it. Hallowed be thy name. Be aware of thy name. Be aware of thy name. Isn't it interesting that Jesus is speaking here and telling us as believers how to pray? And he says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy name. There's something about that name. Am I in the right place tonight? There's something about that name. Now, I believe that oftentimes we have a misunderstanding of that name because we use his name as a salutation at the end of a letter. Amen. And just throw Jesus on there at the end. 
oh, well, I don't know if I do that. Yeah, you do watch. I'll show how we do that. A repetitious prayers that don't really mean much. Uh, Father, I ask that you'd bless the food and let it be nourishment to our bodies. Bless all the hands that prepared it in Jesus' name. Say amen. Just throw it on there. Just throw, we just kind of throw it on there as a, a final words, a salutation, if you will. In Jesus' name. Have you ever had anybody in the altar, and maybe you were the one down there getting prayer, and they were praying for you, laying hands on you, and they are saying, in the name of Jesus. Right? Nothing happened, though. Okay. Nobody wanted to admit, Brother George, that they might have prayed for somebody and then said, in the name of Jesus, and nothing happened. It's, okay, I'll come over here to this side. Had anybody ever had somebody pray for you and said, in the name of Jesus, and you left the same way you came? In Jesus' name? <laughs> Amen. Because a lot of the times we say the name, but we don't really realize the power that is connected to the particular name that we're using. It says that we have got to hallow his name. His name, his name, his name. And, and a lot of times we'll get in there, and if it didn't work the first time, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Amen. And then if that didn't work, you grab them a little stronger by the shoulder. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Just shake a little bit and get down with it. And if that don't work, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Then speak in tongues. And then if you're like me, if somebody's doing that to me, I just fall out and act like it worked. Amen. <laughs> just quit shaking me. Glory to God. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about, do you? You know, just shaking your, and then I just like, well, thank you, Jesus. I'll just lay down and take a nap, amen. And they'll be shouting, thinking it was the Holy Ghost. I just wanted you to stop yelling Jesus in my ear. Glory. He said, hallowed be thy name. To bring attention to it. Now see, you know that just the ability to say his name does not necessarily mean you're going to get the things that are connected to his name. In order to receive the things that are connected to his name, you've got to know that it's more than just a proper name because I've got some Latino friends that are named Jesus and they don't walk on water. Say amen. Say, say, say amen. Glory to God. As a matter of fact, in the book of Acts, you remember in Acts chapter 19, when the seven sons of the Jewish priest Sceva had brought some, and Paul had been performing miracles and signs and wonders, and the Bible says that they were taking articles of clothes and tent pieces to people. People were getting devils cast out just because they held a piece of Paul's clothes. And so these guys decided they was going to try it. You know the Bible. And the Bible says in Acts 19 that they came up and they are getting ready to cast the devil out of this man. And they said, in the name of Jesus, in whom Paul preaches, we command you to come out. Right? They, did, they said all the right stuff. Said his name. Even threw Paul in there for a little good measure. In the name of Jesus, in whom Brian Hewlin preaches. Hey, glory. In the name of Jesus, who Pastor Chavis, and threw a little extra. And that devil looked at that dude and said, Jesus we know. Paul we know. But I don't know you. And then after that, the Bible says that demonic man jumped on those seven boys and beat the tar clean out of them and stripped their clothes off of them. That's why I'm always careful that when I'm getting ready to pray, I better know what I'm doing. I don't want to run around here naked. Amen. Glory. I don't want no devil. No, no. I ain't looking for no devil. Amen. I ain't looking for no devil. Just in case he don't know me. Amen. You got to hallow that name. Now, if you would go back into the very beginning. When God began to reveal himself in the Old Testament, he didn't just reveal himself by power. He revealed himself by names. In the Old Testament, he revealed himself to Abraham as El Shaddai. He said, my name is El Shaddai. And that revelation of El Shaddai being God Almighty, it stayed with Abraham. They only knew him by that one name. El Shaddai and Abraham told his son Isaac, the only thing I know about this God is his name is El Shaddai. And then Isaac said, well, Jacob, the only thing I know about him is his name is El Shaddai. But when God revealed himself to Moses, Moses and God said, well, I am that I am. I am Jehovah. Then he says something peculiar by this name. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob didn't know me. 
And that is where we see a progression that God begins to reveal himself to the people of the Old Testament by names. And see, when you, if you don't know that he is Jehovah Jireh, you'll never have your needs supplied. Say amen. He said, he said, my name, I am Jehovah Jireh. I am Jehovah Jireh. Then he said in another place, I am Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. You, you, how can you believe for healing if you don't know his name? Then he said, I'm Jehovah Shalom. I am Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. You hear me a lot of times when I do prayer. I am reciting the names of God as I'm doing prayer because if I hallow that name, become aware of the fact that his name is Jehovah Rapha, before I get done praying, there will be a healing in the midst because there's power in your ability to become aware of the name. Maybe his name is more than just a proper name, Brother Stewart. Maybe his name is an atmosphere. Maybe it's an awareness that is so great. It's more than just the ability to say something. It's an ability to get into something. Into something. That's why Jesus says, where two or more are gathered together. In what? My name, my name. How can you get in Jesus? You can't get into a J. You can't get into an E. You can't get into an S. You can't get into a U. You can't get into another S. But you sure enough can get into the glory of God, the atmosphere that contains everything that is represented by the name. By the name, by the name, you've got to get into his name. That's why the psalmist David said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. What are the benefits he's talking about? The benefits that are contained within the name of Jesus. What are those benefits? Healing is in his name. Deliverance is in his name. Prosperity is in his name freedom is in his name it's all encapsulated into one name and his name is Jesus his name is Jesus but see the problem is is that we oftentimes do not have an awareness of his name have you ever asked somebody to come to church with you and they were you know, they weren't living right, or maybe they were just a flat-out sinner, and you ask them to come to church, and, and when you ask them, they say, man, if I come to that church, the building will cave in. Ain't that right? Why is it that, or have you ever been, you know, just with your family, and you know you right, but you don't feel the same presence at home around your dinner table as you feel down in the altar? Is it because that God is more strong in this altar than he is at your dinner table? Or is it because when you come to church, you become aware of his presence and at home you ain't thinking about him? Why is it that that sinner thinks when he comes down to the altar or comes into the doors of the church that it might fall in? It's because even a sinner has an awareness of God when he comes into a church because he feels like that's the house of God, so surely God will be there. But I've got to preach and tell you that we can perform miracles outside of the body in the four walls of this church. All you've got to do is get aware of his glory, get aware of his presence, and you can be standing in the Kroger between the pickles and the mayonnaise and call on the name of Jesus and suddenly a supernatural presence will manifest itself between the pickles and the mayonnaise and you can say ma'am be healed in the name of Jesus glory to God it's an attitude of awareness awareness of his name awareness awareness you just got to get good and aware of him glory adios amen hey you got to get aware of his name you get aware of him you won't be able to determine the difference between an altar experience and driving in your car down the street that's why a lot of folks you know they don't live the way they ought to live because at church they feel the glory but at home they don't because they ain't thinking about him they haven't hallowed his name you got to hallow his name you got to bring awareness to it 
you got to say, Lord, you got to be there. Surely, Lord, you are here. Surely, our Father who art in heaven. See, the word heaven there is not heaven like one of these days when we all get to heaven. You're glad I didn't sing. Amen, me too. Well, see, one of these days, yeah, we might get to that sweet by and by, but the word heaven right there means atmosphere. Our Father who is in the atmosphere... There was a name that was so holy the Jews wouldn't even say it. And we just say it any old kind of way. You know, Yahweh, Yahweh, Yah, right? Way. They would leave the vowels out so they could write it. Because they felt like if they put all the vowels in the name, it'd be so holy they couldn't handle it. And isn't it interesting that the word Yah? Is when you breathe in Yahweh, Yahweh, it's actually breath. So every time you breathe, you could be aware that the glory of God is in you. And isn't it interesting that the first thing a baby does, the doctor will slap it up a little bit so it'll take a breath. Why? Because the first action a baby does outside of the womb is to become aware of and acknowledge that there is a God in heaven. It says Yahweh, Yahweh. When you breathe, even acknowledge the glory of God. Even an atheist can't deny him because every time they breathe, Yahweh. Our Father who is in the atmosphere, who is as close as the air that we breathe. I don't got to call on God to beg him to come down. He's just waiting for you to be aware that he's always there. <laughs> Have you ever been that way? Like, Lord, I just wish you'd show up, Lord. Show up, Jesus. Come in the room. He in the room. He like wondering where you at. He been in the room. We sing songs, you know, come in the room. Bum, 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 come in the room. Jesus, you're my doctor, you know. But he in the room. He been in the room. Jesus is in the room. The difference, you just got to become aware of him. I remember one time, I was, a, you believe it or not, I used to work at Kroger a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And I was one of those, I, I was a bag boy, a courtesy clerk, amen. That was our official name, but we oftentimes got called bag boys. And I would always correct them. I said, no, 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 courtesy clerk, amen. And we would be very courteous, glory to God. I had one woman one time, she was so rude and every time I would go to grab her bag or bread she would snatch her bread away from me and then she said well the last time I was here those boys those bag boys smashed my bread I was like Lord have mercy Jesus come in the room <laughs> right now and she kept and then she had those little toasters cupcake things she kept grabbing them too because she didn't want me to mash those well, I might have not been living right that particular day. Hey, glory, may or may not. I neither confirm or deny these accusations. But she made me put all of her cupcakes and bread on the top of the bag. Well, you know the bag boy don't know where you're parked, so he's got to follow behind you. So while I'm following behind her, I was just squishing them breads. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I got the victory. Put them in there, and I just smiled as I slammed the trunk down. Tink. Walked back, felt good about it, amen. Got a call from a manager, and he's like, uh, Pinkerton, did uh, this woman call said all her bread got mashed. I said, it had to be the devil to have done that. I don't know what happened. But another time I was at Kroger, and a woman came by, and you know, People will get you in the most obscure places. And, and this little lady, she was probably about this tall. And she was a little bit of an older lady. And I'm pushing her groceries out. And, and sometimes you just don't feel like talking to people. And so I'm just minding my own business, not talking. And the Lord said, ask her how she's doing. I said, Lord, I would, but I don't care. Glory. Hey. And then the Lord said, no, 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 ask her how she's doing. I was like, Lord, no, I don't want to. Amen. Because I don't care. And, and she finally said, ma'am, how you doing? And then she did what you already know. Well, I was like, oh, Father right now, who is in heaven, amen. And she says, you know what, I've been so sick, I've got shingles from the top of my head down to the backs of my legs. I said, you got the shingles? She goes, I got the shingles, but you know, I've been believing God. And I was like, oh, believing God, okay, amen. She said, I've been going to all these crusades, and I've been trying to get a healing. 
And, I, and then, all, you know, I was, I was like, man, something started brewing in my spirit. I said, that's your problem. You've been trying to get a healing. But the healing is in the room. And she said, what? I said, ma'am, and all of a sudden, Brother Stewart, I felt that prayer wheel begin to turn inside my spirit. And I was like, oh, no, they're going to kill me at Kroger because I'm about to lay hands on this woman in this parking lot. Amen. And... I said, ma'am, all you got to do is know that God is in the midst of this parking lot right now. And his name is Jehovah Rapha, the God that has healed thee. And she starts shaking. I, I didn't know she was Pentecostal. If I'd have known that, I might not have done nothing. I thought she was one of the more quieter ones, you know. And I started praying, and, man, I couldn't help myself. I started speaking in tongues in the Kroger parking lot and talking about Shikamo Shai. You know what I mean? And, man, before I knew what I done did, I done grabbed that woman by the head because the Bible said lay hands on them, amen, and they will recover. And the glory of God was in the parking lot now. I don't know what other people thought when they saw a little teenage boy grabbing a woman by her head talking about in Jesus' name. And that woman started doing all that drunk stuff. Just started like back and forth. I'm like, oh, my God, if this woman falls out in this parking lot, they're going to think I killed her. So all in the Holy Ghost, I did it all in one motion. In the Holy Ghost, she's dripping and diving and jerking. And, and I open up the door, push her in, close the door, and leave. I didn't know what happened. I just had to leave her in there. Amen. Went back, prayed in the Holy Ghost, and, and I went about my business. A week later, the same woman comes in, and I'm like, oh, God, I got to get away from her. And she said, man, you're not going to believe what happened. I said, oh, God, what do you think happened? She said, when I drove home, I could barely drive. I was drunker than Cooter Brown in the Holy Ghost all the way home. I'm like, oh, God. I said, okay. And she said, and when I got home, I took off all my clothes. I'm like, oh, God, Jesus, 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 glory, 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 glory. And she said, and I looked back, and I said, oh, good God. And she said, and there wasn't a single one. I was completely and totally healed. And she said, it was awesome, except all my ice cream melted, and I came back to get a refund. See, when you become aware of his glory, it doesn't, you don't, see, we have paralyzed ourselves as believers because we want to get people to come here to be healed when you got the power living on the inside of you to be able to cast out devils, lay hands on the sick, watch them recover. All you got to do is become aware of his presence. This is the air that I breathe. He is in the room. He is with me. He's with me. I, he's with me. Don't meet me at Publix. I'll slap hands on you. Glory. Why? I'm not ashamed, amen. There's a presence when you are aware of him. When you get aware of him, it'll make you do stuff you wouldn't normally do except at church. Our Father who art, is in, heaven, who art in heaven, the atmosphere. If you ever watch a Jewish person at the wailing wall, you will oftentimes see them praying at the wailing wall with their hands like this over their faces. Have you ever noticed that? That they will be praying, walking or praying and rocking with their hands over their face because they know that his name is as close as the air that they breathe and it helps them become aware of a God that is real. When you begin to feel that he's as close as the air that you breathe, you'll find that a boldness will come upon you because the writer of the book of Acts said, it's in him I live. It's in him I move. It's in him that I have my being. Have you ever tried to ask yourself, What's he talking about when he says, in my name? He wasn't just saying, in my name, so you could go around talking about, in the name of Jesus, 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 like a Pentecostal parrot, but with no results. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right, Brian. It's all right, Brother George. In the name of Jesus, nothing happening. Because you can say the name, but you are not aware of the atmosphere of his name. Could you imagine if we had a group of people that would come into the building knowing that the atmosphere is already there and you become in there not aware of your problems because whatever you hallow in private, God will make public. Woo, I'm sweating up here. Amen. 
Amen. See, if whatever you hollow, bring attention to and awareness, that'll be what you live in. Whatever you are aware of, whatever you hollow, whatever you bring attention to, whatever you're aware of, that's what you live in. Amen. That's what you live in. That's why some folks got to take medicine to go to sleep because you hollow. That's why some people need medicine to get up because you're hollow. That's why some people are depressed because they're bringing attention to, making aware there is more of a hollowness about your problem than there is about his presence. And that is what is so amazing about his presence is he said, I am at those, all of those names. I am this, I am that. And then he told Paul, I am that I am. Amen. Told Moses, I am that I am. In other words, we... We want to have a problem, and then we look for the answer. One plus one, right, that's the problem, equals the answer, two. And that's how we do things in the Western culture. We have problems, and then we have answers. But that's not what God did. Isn't it interesting that God said, I am Jehovah Rapha. In other words, before there ever was a sickness, I was already healing. He never says that he can heal. He said, I am healing. He never said, I can provide. He said, I am provision. He never said, I am peace or I can give you peace. He said, I am peace. And if you want those things that are contained within his name, then you can step into it when you become aware of it. Awareness, awareness is everything, Brother Stewart. Awareness is everything, Jason. Awareness is everything. Whatever you're aware of, that's what you'll walk into. Have you ever came over unexpected to a person's house? Amen. And the husband and wife probably were throwing pots and pans before they heard the doorbell ring. Anybody here? And when you walk into the room, Though you never heard a cross word, though you never heard any pots or pans banging, but when you got in there, you knew something was wrong with the atmosphere. Amen. Why? Because the atmosphere that was being, being made aware of was between the two that were arguing, and the atmosphere of an argumentative spirit was there. And so even when you walk in, you're aware of it. That's why when people come to church, they're like, Ooh, when I went into the church, I felt the Holy Ghost when I got in there. Well, the only reason that you did was not because God was stronger here than he was in the car while you were arguing with your wife on the way to church. Somebody say, glory, amen. I, I might need to go ahead. What time is it? I'm probably about done, amen. Amen, 828 if you're taking medicine. <laughs> say, amen. say, glory. If you take, I mean, you know, get aware, glory. And, uh, and so why? Because when you came into the church... You were expecting to feel him. You were expecting him to be in the room. You had an awareness because we've been trained that God is here and it's more difficult for him to be out there. But man, when you get aware of his glory. Me and Sister Sarah, we was at school and all these kids are on all this medicine. We didn't even know it, did we? we don't, you never know a kid's on medicine until he gets off of it. And one of the kids that was a jewel, I mean, like, he was like one of my favorites. You know, well, you're not supposed to have favorites. Well, okay, so, all right. So I had one, and he comes out, and I mean, that dude was kicking his legs like this, come out the classroom like he was wild. I'm like, that boy got a devil. And don't you know I had him come into the office? <laughs> I told Sarah, I said, I got to have meetings with five people. She says, go right ahead. And so I had me, and did you know when they got in there, it was just me and them? I said, in the name of Jesus, I command every devil that's got a hold of you to come out in Jesus' name. That's at Loganville. Amen. Brother George, got to go somehow. <laughs> Might as well go out big. Awareness gives you the ability to operate and function in the supernatural. When you become aware of his glory and aware of his presence, it doesn't matter what would happen if Truth Chapel would be a church that is just as aware of God's glory here in the altar as they are on their jobs, as they are out in the workplace, as they are out in Kroger. Have you ever wondered why and said, why aren't we seeing more healings? Have you ever prayed and said, God, I want to see more healings? 
Well, you know, it's hard to heal somebody. If, see more healings if you're not around sick people. We, we now, these days, we kind of, we're kind of scared to get around sick people. These days. Well, that's, that's why we're not seeing no healings. Because you got to get around sick folk. To, I can't hardly see. I'm being blinded up here. I don't know if it's the glory or these new lights, but amen. I can't hardly see your faces, amen. I don't know if it's Jesus or, or the lights, but uh, it's hard to get a healing if you can't get around no sick people. But I'm here to preach and tell you on tonight that I know that there's a God in heaven that the Bible says signs and wonders will follow those that believe. And in my name, what is he talking about? In Jesus, 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 Jesus. No, he's talking about when you become a aware of the power and glory that is in his name and when you walk in with his glory all over you and inside of his name that's when you cast out devils that's when you heal the sick that's when you raise the dead when you capsulate with awareness the glory of his name in his name not a religious repetitive prayer it's the glory of God his presence all around you. Say amen. What about Peter? And I'm, and I'm wrapping it up. Brother Stuart, if you want to come to the keyboard, piano, and give me the, I call it shutting up music. <laughs> when they come up, that's when you know they want you to sit down. Amen. I know. Glory to God. Peter, first miracle. I think it was Acts chapter 4. Mm -hmm. First miracle. Peter's a rookie, kind of. He'd been with Jesus, but now he's on his own, got the Holy Ghost. Day of Pentecost has happened, filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And uh, he comes down, Peter and John, they roll up to the gate beautiful. Do you remember that? And then he rolls up, and the first miracle that he performs, he gets down and he says, Well, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have we give unto thee, and in the name of Jesus Christ rise up and walk. Right? The Bible says he reaches down, he grabs the guy's hand, and he pulls him up. And the man walks away leaping and jumping and dancing and praising God. The next miracle that we see, Peter has kind of cut the prayer down a little bit. And it's a lame man, or a girl, and he says, in the name of Jesus, be healed. He, he didn't go into as much detail. He didn't stir himself up. But then the third miracle that Peter performs, it's a dead person. Now, you better think that he probably has a long prayer for somebody that is dead. But because he began to learn about the awareness of the name of Jesus and the glory of his presence and begin to learn how to operate and move in his glory and presence, even when the midst of someone dead, he walked into a room. And because he was in the name of Jesus, Jesus, he looked at the dead person and just simply said, rise and be healed. Oh, but then the fourth miracle, the fourth time you see Peter doing it, he didn't even say nothing. The Bible says that all they did was get him in his shadow. And then because there was a glory that he was in, he was in his name. He was in his glory. He was in Jehovah Rapha. He was in Jehovah Shalom. He was in Jehovah Sitkanu. He was in Jehovah Makedesh. He was all over him. It was on his front and on his back and on his right and on his left and all you had to do was get in his shadow and people were made whole glory to God get in your man what would you do if you begin to practice the glory of God in such a way that you would just show up and people would get healed there's my shadow right there Jason see that be careful you might fall We, we, we limit God so much by our lack of understanding. Get him down at the altar. God, this is the way we're going to do everything, right? But see, there's ways to operate in him. Glory to God. And when you get in his presence, when you realize everything you need is as close as the air that you breathe. It's as close as the air that you breathe. I know this wasn't probably very deep. It wasn't that, that, you know, that deep. But those people in the book of Acts, they walked in something that I want to walk in. They did things that I want to do.
And Jesus said, the works that I do, you shall do. And greater works than these shall you do. Because I go unto my Father who is in heaven. Amen. And then that's when he said, and when you pray in my name, you could ask whatever you will. And it shall be done in his inside of his name. What is his name? I've named a whole bunch of so many. You can study all those times that God revealed himself to his people by a particular name. And all of those names are wrapped up in one. In Jesus' name. When you stand in the middle of his name. One time I was standing in front of a woman. She had a tumor about the size of a baseball on her neck. And she came down to the altar and she's asking for prayer for her husband. And I said, ma'am, what? I said, the music was going, you know. I said, what did you say? And she said, I need prayer for my husband. I said, looks like to me you need prayer for that thing on your neck. She goes, all that? I said, that's a problem. Your husband can wait. And I, I told her, I, she said, well, I, you know, I've been, had prayer for that so many times. And I asked her, I said, if Jesus Christ himself was standing here, how quickly do you think that that tumor could go away? And she said, well, he could make it go away like that. I said, don't you know that he's here? As close as the mention of his name, Jesus said in John 17 when he was praying, he said, God, Father, I have made manifest your name. Brother George, Jesus said, I made manifest your name. How How did he make manifest a name? Because it wasn't just a name. He made manifest the things that were contained within a name. He said, I made manifest your name. I I healed the sick. I've raised the dead. I've cast out devils. I made manifest your name. What would you do if somebody on your job, even tomorrow, when you walk into the office, when you walk in, they said, man, something came in with you. Well, that was him. Who's that? Jesus. He's all around me. Could you stand up to your feet real quick? I'm pretty much done. But all day, since pastor asked me to preach, he asked me to preach, and he said, you got a word? And I just said to pastor, I said, well, if I ain't got a word by now, I probably should lay down whatever I'm doing. Whatever I'm doing. Are you ready to preach? If I ain't ready, I don't know when I'm going to be ready. I woke up like this. Say amen. (laughs) I woke up. Jacob knowing that he's all over me. There's a gospel song. Said he's all over me and keeping me alive. He's on my right. He's on my left. He's on my front. He's on my back. He's above me. He's beneath me. I'm in his name. How many times do you think Paul the Apostle in the Pauline Epistles did he say walk in what? The Spirit. Walk, Brother Mike, in, in, encapsulated by the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. I don't know if Stuart got the song. Did you, you got the song? You know that song is old, but I am desperate for you. This is, this is the air I breathe. I'm desperate for you. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.
church, let's lift our hands to the King of Kings right now. He's in this atmosphere right now. He's here, waiting on you to reach out. Some of the elders can say back in the back in the days what it used to be, but I don't want it to be used to be. I want it to be now because I can hear my grandpa and my grandma and my wife's grandma how they used to say that they would walk into rooms and people would be laying there almost dead and and they wouldn't have to do nothing but the presence was already there in the room and they would walk into the room and immediately they would get up off the bed, and I've experienced it myself. I've, I've heard stories of Sister Elder Mann being at a shopping center, and she's speaking to someone, and they said, could you pray for me? And she prays for her right there in the shopping center. And when she's done, there'll be ten more in line ready to be prayed for. That's what that's what the, that Loganville needs. They need us to be ready. To, that it doesn't matter if it's Walmart, if it's Kroger, or where it's at. They need us to be ready. God is already here. They just need us to be ready and say, "Okay, God, I know I, I need this." Thank you, Brother Tommy. Can we can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Can we magnify Him and thank Him for the word that we heard? I picked up the phone and called Brother Tommy, and we cried and spoke in tongues and screamed and hollered and wept and because we want this. We hunger for this. We, I know the True Chapel wants this. True Chapel is a praying church. We've said it many a times that you're hungry for it. Continue to live in this, what Brother, Brother, Brother Tommy preached to us tonight. Walk in this. He's already here. He's just waiting on us. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time? So thankful. Thank you, Brother Tommy, for the word. So glad each and every one of you come out to Wednesday night service. Hope you was blessed. We do not have to put the chairs up.